conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Kathy Motlatana on SAFM. Professor Mendelssohn, good morning to you. Thanks for making time for this conversation. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you for having me. And I must apologize for coming to you later than uh, what we had anticipated. We just needed to give uh, the department an opportunity to respond to the previous conversation we were having. So you and I are talking about antibiotics. Um, Most people who've suffered from any serious infections would know what those are. But for the benefits of the the conversation, let's talk about the role that antibiotics play, especially uh, in the management of bacterial infections. Yeah, so thank you. Um, so yes, antibiotics are medicines that are used to treat infections, um, and infections, common day infections like urinary tract infections, pneumonias, meningitis, skin infections, um, that are caused by bacteria. They only work against bacteria. They don't work against viruses or other other um, microbes, and Antibiotics really are one of the miracles of modern medicine um, and are critical, critical medicines for people who have bacterial infections who need them. The danger is in misusing them, and that's where the problems start to arise. Mm. What are the common misuses of antibiotics? So antibiotics are misused both in in human um, health and in animal health. Um, in human health, the main misusers in community, uh, in the community infections, in, uh, in communities in primary care, the, the number one is in the treatment of the common cold and viral infections that cause cough and, uh, and diarrhea. Um, as said, antibiotics only treat bacteria. So giving somebody an antibiotic who has the common cold, which is caused by viruses, uh, plays no role in them getting better and actually only does them harm. And then, uh, unfortunately, um, we overuse antibiotics and give antibiotics for a whole slew of different reasons for people coming to see a doctor when they're not needed at all. Um, in animal health and in food production, um, many countries, including South Africa, um, for many years have used antibiotics to promote the growth of animals being reared for food. Um, They've known for many years that antibiotics do increase muscle mass and reduce the time um, that that animals need to get to the market. So animals have been used as so-called antibiotic growth promoters. And they're also used in very widespread use um, if animals get sick um in in food production some of those times it's necessary and some it's not so those are the real areas where antibiotics are overused both in humans and animals often when one goes to the doctor right um and you feel like you're really sick if you're not prescribed antibiotics you might walk away thinking i don't think i've been given the full treatment that i need here and yet um you know one of the things that we're also being cautioned against is the overuse of antibiotics how do we know when it's just too much well the question i guess is when i mean it's a very good question and and i guess the question actually is when do we know we've got a bacterial infection and when do we know we haven't um or when more importantly, when should the doctor know that you've got a bacterial infection and when you haven't? Um, and actually, uh, you know, it's not 
too difficult in the vast majority of cases. Um, as said, uh, viruses um, like the common cold are probably one of the commonest reasons why people go to doctors. Um, they do not require antibiotics, yet, astonishingly, um, doctors still give out antibiotics to people with viral infections. But if a proper history was taken, a proper examination, plus or minus some very minor routine investigations, um, the healthcare provider should know that an antibiotic is not needed. But as you say, there are pressures um, to give antibiotics. There's misconception of the role of antibiotics um, by the general public. And there are, in private medicine more than in the public sector, I guess there are incentives for doctors to give an antibiotic when, even if it's not needed, when a patient expects it. Um, but that is wrong. And I, and I think we have to be quite clear that doctors, um, that we are guilty of um, of compounding the problems that antibiotic misuse does cause. Do we find an, an oversubscription of antibiotics in the private sector versus the public sector? Both sectors are equally at fault, I'm afraid. This isn't a, this isn't a, a private sector issue. This is a universal issue. And it doesn't just affect South Africa. It affects everyone. Um, and everyone listening um, to this broadcast, I'm afraid, even if you're not taking antibiotics, it does affect you because antibiotics are really the only medicines that affect other people as well as the people, uh, as well as the person that's taking it. Um, and perhaps to explain why that is, Kathy, if I might, um, antibiotics, you know, originate from, from fungi, from fungi and from bacteria in the soil. They're chemicals that bacteria produce that give um, those bacteria a competitive advantage because they kill other bacteria uh, that are susceptible to the to the antibiotics. So it gives those bacteria a competitive advantage. So we as humans, um, at the moment, Kathy, you're sitting about two two kilos of your body weight actually are made up by bacteria. So we're symbionts. We actually live uh, in symbiosis uh, in an intimate relationship with bacteria. They're on our skin. They're in our body. Most of them sit in our gut. And these antibiotics, uh, sorry, these bacteria in and on our body are equally as susceptible when we're given an antibiotic. So when we take an antibiotic, any of those bacteria that are in our body um, will, who are, that are sensitive to the antibiotic will be destroyed. But if any of those bacteria actually are able to resist the action of the antibiotic, that, those bacteria will flourish in other words, the resistant bacteria can become the dominant population and either cause infection as a resistant infection in that person, but can also be transferred to other people through touch. So, you know, if you don't wash hands well and hand hygiene, particularly in medical, in medical areas, institutions, bacteria that are resistant um, from patients that have had antibiotics before can be transferred to other people. So, unfortunately, this is a universal problem. This isn't um, just a problem for people that take antibiotics. And so this is why um, globally, we need to really, um, really take action to reduce the amount of antibiotics that we use.
Sure. That, that's such an important point um, that you've made there, Prof- Professor Mendelssohn, to really help us understand why uh, we should all, all care about this conversation. We'll continue with it in a moment. For now, it's 11.30. Time for your latest headlines. Uh, Professor Mark Mendelssohn is a professor of infectious diseases and we're talking about the role of antibiotics. Uh, Professor Mendelssohn, I I was saying earlier to our listeners that um, not finishing a course of antibiotics, um, I've been made to understand, is also a problem and and contributes to to this resistance. Explain to us exactly what happens uh, when we don't finish the course. Well, the question is a very interesting question again, Cathy, because from what I've told you, if you don't need that course of antibiotics, the less antibiotics you take, the better. So let's let's say you go with a viral infection to your doctor um, and you feel better the next day, but he puts you he or she puts you on antibiotics. Um, finishing the course then, if you didn't have a bacterial infection, would be worse for you than otherwise because you would generate out more resistant bacteria the more antibiotic you've given. But let's say that you are, do have a bacterial infection um, and that you do need antibiotics. Well, if you take antibiotics for, um, as directed by your doctor for one day, say, and stop, you will have started the process of treating that infection but most infections require more than a single day of antibiotics. In fact, the, the most infections need you know, uh, a, a number of days of antibiotics. Um, so if you stop taking them too early, you leave some bacteria around and having given antibiotic, you are more likely to have um, selected out resistant bacteria as well. So that will also compound the problem. So in, when, when doctors give you a course of antibiotics, there is an increasing amount of evidence now from research and published clinical trials on what the correct length of antibiotic course should be. Unfortunately, many people aren't keeping up quite with um, the amount of, of time that's needed and they tend to overprescribe, so longer duration uh, of antibiotics than, than is necessary. But for many common infections now, there is good evidence that shorter courses of antibiotics are better than longer courses. But your doctor should have that um, information at hand and certainly, you know, with medical information so easily at hand now for healthcare professionals in apps and and other materials, they should be able to know exactly how long to give. Um, But in general, you know, if you do have um, an infection, a bacterial infection, and the doctor gives you advice on the duration, um, then one has to, unfortunately, one has to trust um, the, that advice and should finish the course. Mm. Yeah, well, Professor Mendelssohn, um, the, one of the questions I'm asking myself is, how do we then, as as patients, um, take, t- have, take power in terms of how we can question uh, doctors? And it's not often that you find a patient questioning a doctor about uh, the kind of prescription that they have been given. We often just take um, w- what we're told and and what we then need to do uh, to better protect ourselves uh, in, in the situation. Yeah. So, I mean, our first, the first um, answer to that is to to engage and understand in the first place what the what the issue is with the the 
big issue of misuse of antibiotics. So we, we've, we've discussed the fact that, you know, viral infections, a common cold, um, for example, and respiratory viruses in, in winter months is the, one of the leading causes of antibiotic misuse and, and un, unnecessary use. So the next time you have a common cold, treat yourself with paracetamol, aspirin, cough decongestants, whatever you need, but not with antibiotics. So see your pharmacist. Don't go. You don't necessarily go to see the doctor. The other issue is that you want to prevent yourself getting infections in the first place, and that goes for infections that you do need antibiotics for, um, and those that you don't, like viral infections. And the best way to do that um, is undoubtedly, firstly, through vaccination to ensure children receive their full extended program of, of immunizations because basically those vaccines are to stop um, bacterial and viral pathogens from causing illness in children or in some um, vaccines for adults. It's so uh, reducing the likelihood that you're going to get sick and therefore if it's say a viral infection, um, say there's a, a vaccine for diarrheal agent called rotavirus, which is a virus. If you are vaccinated against rotavirus, you don't get rotaviral infection. Um, therefore, you don't get diarrhea and you won't be going to your doctor um, or healthcare professional to see them in the first place. So vaccination plays a really important part in reducing the amount of antibiotics. And we, we see that also in, in the influenza season. If the influenza season, if vaccination coverage is high, antibiotic use reduces. Now that's not because, um, particularly because there's more bacterial infections, it's because people aren't going to doctors with viral infections caused by influenza. Um, the other, so the important thing is to understand, uh, you know, as the public, the difference between bacteria and viruses and appreciate that there are dangers um, in using antibiotics. And it's not just resistance. We've talked about antibiotic resistance, and that is increasing to extremely alarming um, rates, uh, not only in South Africa, but globally. But when you take an antibiotic unnecessarily, you're also increasing the chance of severe adverse reactions, which antibiotics can cause. So, you know, it's another good reason not to get anti uh, not to get antibiotics. Sure, sure. Uh, Professor Mendelssohn, I, I want to take a couple of calls um, and hopefully we'll be we'll be able to squeeze in as many of them as possible. Uh, we do have limited time. Uh, Auntie B in Kabeha, good morning to you. Morning, Kathy. Hi. Congratulations on your everything. <laughs> Thank you, Auntie B. We don't have My time. Family. Go straight to prof. <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't. I don't want to take your time. Awesome to have prof on. What? Hello. Yes, Auntie B. Hello. Hello, Prof. How are you doing? I'm well, Auntie B. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Been waiting for you for ages. XRPR, I'm here. Rome, Rome for Lank Rora. Can you hear me, Prof? Hello. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't hear that. Please, please repeat. X. RPR, Rome Plank Rora employee. Okay. So vital, so vital on this topic being um, a patient 
going to a doctor, you touch on it so profoundly to share with your doctor your history. Whether it was an Absolutely. incident that happened and what you reacted to, maybe a minor accident, any little detail, tell your doctor. And I quite, I quite agree with you. Sorry, I'm sorry for that. Take responsibility as a patient to share whatever you, your diet is, your bad habits and whatever, because all of this is so important. It's so important. And you may be allergic. You don't even know your blood grouping. Share with the doctor. All right. Auntie B. So Auntie, yeah, go for Auntie it, B. Hi Hippocrates, I think, in, back in Greece, you know, centuries ago, um, is said to, is quoted as saying, um, listen to your patient, for they will tell you the diagnosis. In other words, the history, the story, when we ask you questions or you tell us what the problem is, the history itself is the most important thing. So I agree, sharing um, the focus of, of what's bringing you to the doctor and the issues around it is critical. And we need to rely as doctors an awful lot more on history and rather less on fancy tests um, because most of the time the history will give us the answer. All right. I, I, I suppose, you know, Prof. Mendenzel, so when people are in that consultation room, they often just, it's a race against the clock, right? It's either 15, 20 minutes that people have. And often um, perhaps that, that opportunity to go into histories uh, is simply not there. That is true. The more rushed you are, the, the, the more difficult it is. But people come to the doctor with a specific problem, be mm. it a cough or diarrhea or headache, whatever. And so, you know, we do try and help patients to focus um, the parts of the conversation that are important. But yes, you're right. Rushed, rushed consultations are often a problem. Limbo and it's very easy to give a prescription. Mm -hmm. Let me go to Willie in Kuma. Good morning, Willie. Yes, yeah, good morning, uh, ladies. Yeah, can, can, can I come up with my question? Yes, go for it. That's right. Look, uh, I wanted the doctor to, to say something about uh, natural antibiotics. So that we see uh, at the chemist around, around the, the cells. Uh, so what about them? How, how are they... Continue. And so, na na natural uh, antibiotics that are found at the chemist, uh, you said, Willie? That's, that's right, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, are you, yeah. uh, Prof. Mendelssohn, are you aware of natural antibiotics? Um, I'm not sure. It's, I don't think it's natural antibiotics. I, I, I think what Willie is referring to are what's called probiotics. So, uh, is, so probiotics are... Um, bacteria, they can be fungi as well, Saccharomyces and others, um, that are sold um, over the counter. And what they, theoretically, what they're trying to do is to bolster the, what's so-called, these good bacteria, these bacteria that we live with in symbiosis that we talked about before, um, because those are the sort of bacteria and fungi that live in our gut. 
And the theory is that by taking these probiotics, they can improve your gut health. Um, and because these bacteria and fungi have specific functions in our body. So the theory, that is the theory behind them. Um, there is very little evidence of the benefit um, of probiotics over and above a normal, fairly normal, healthy diet. Um, they are widely overtaken, um, as are vitamins and other some other uh, medicines. I'm not against them at all. I just there's no very good evidence for the benefit of their use, apart from very specific populations and occasionally when you're giving antibiotics to elderly, vulnerable patients. Um, they may have a role, but generally they are um, normal bacteria and fungi that you would normally find in, in your gut, and it's to supplement those. But I think their effect is, is very minimal, Prof, if any. You, 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 you're sinking an entire industry here. Did, did I hear you throw in vitamin supplements as well? Um, yes. Unfortunately, the vast majority of people that take you know, take vitamin supplements, probably just excrete them. They don't actually need them. That's not to say that vitamin supplementation doesn't have a role in specific diseases, but this is an entire industry that is based on uh, really very shaky evidence, if any at all. Okay, I think that what we're going to have to do is bring you back just to speak on the subject alone because we know just how supplementation has become part of our lives now. And you're told that if you don't do it, you're putting yourself at risk of this, that, or or the other. So I'm very keen to uh, to explore that aspect of, of this conversation with you. Uh, for today, unfortunately, we've come to the end of our time uh, with Professor Mark Mendelssohn. Uh, he's a professor of infectious diseases and head of division at the Infectious Diseases and HIV Medicine at University of Cape Town. That's also where we come to the end of the show for today. The Talking Point, back with you again tomorrow. Have yourselves a lovely afternoon. Expect a jam-packed show tomorrow. It's the kickoff of the ANC elective conference. It's also a public holiday. Uh, so hopefully you'll still be tuned in and continue the conversation with us. I'm going to leave you now with a book reading.